What is up, Alexa, and welcome back to Spocast. Today on the podcast, we have comedian, actor, and writer Cameron Sullivan. But before we get into any of that, I need to thank Joel Gorman, aka DJ Donuts, for letting me use his track Sugar Rush, Sugar Rush as the intro music for Spocast. And actually, right after I record this intro, I'll be sitting down with Joel here in my studio to do his interview. So you can expect that to drop in the next couple of weeks. But let me let me read a couple ads. Main Market was founded in 2010 with just 700 member owners. And in these last 13 years, it has become a vibrant part of downtown Spokane with over 9,000 member owners today. With a focus on equal respect for consumers, producers, and the environment, Main Market is dedicated to offering the highest quality foods with the smallest footprint while supporting the strength of our local food economy. They have a produce section featuring local in-season fruits and veggies, while their bulk department offers a wide selection of tea, spices, grains, dried fruit, and snacks. And they also have an impressive selection of refrigerated dairy and the largest selection of local eggs you'll find in Spokane. And when it comes to their deli, Main Market has you covered with everything from an extensive salad bar to a breakfast bar, lunch bar, and they make four made-from-scratch soups daily and to top it all off, they have a full-service burrito bar. So get over there to their deli and warm up with some fresh made-from-scratch soups. They're so freaking good. And also warm up with a, a burrito. So whether you're looking for a delicious meal or a well-stocked grocery store, Main Market Food Co-op is the place for you on their featured grocery items. And if you become a co-op member today, you're going to save a 10% off on all of those co-op deals. Visit the Main Market Food Co-op today on the corner of Main and Brown in downtown Spokane. This podcast can also not be done without my amazing Patreon supporters, and they are Joe Van Voorhees, Elizabeth Geyer, Abby Pointer, Lee Wick, Gina Campbell, Tyler Poole, Sarah Thorpe, Judy Pointer, Zach Hawkins, Amber Sparks, Luke Baumgarten, Valerie Osier, Nick Spanger, and Elizabeth and Bill Pointer. Thank you all so much. And if you're interested in becoming a Spokast tonight and support what I'm doing here at Spokast, visit patreon.com backslash Spokast. Well, today on the podcast, I am joined by comedian, actor, writer, Cameron Sullivan. She is based out of Spokane, Washington, and she currently hosts and produces the Space Queers an LGBTQ plus variety comedy show. She has opened for a variety of famous comedians here in Spokane at the Comedy Club. But before she came to Spokane, was doing all of her comedy here, she went to New York and studied at the Upright Citizens Brigade and at the Wynn Handmond Actor Studio in New York City. And this conversation was such a, a surprise and so much fun. I had briefly met Cameron when she came to the studio to record uh, with the Life is Drag podcast. Um, and after that, I just knew she had to be on Spokecast because I, I for one, love comedy. I, I well, I think everyone loves com comedy, but I love stand-up comedy in particular. I, I love learning the history of stand-up comedy, especially like comedy coming out of the 70s and 80s at the comedy store in LA. And and so I, I really wanted to have a, a comedian on to talk about that. Um, and, you know, the the kind of the words I would describe Cameron, and one of them's a pretty, is a softball, is she's hilarious for one, but she's also very passionate and she is is very a caring person. She really cares about the people that uh, are in her life. And uh, that came across a lot in this uh 
episode. We talked a lot about everything. It's a, it's one of my longer episodes, and we talked about how she has been suffering from long COVID over these last three years. Uh, and you know, we we talked about her upbringing in Spokane as a Irish Catholic, uh, and how she uh, has done a lot of singing, and she used to work at um, Doherty's as a, a as a server there, and how she would get up on the bar and sing Irish songs uh, to the crowd there. And I, I, I've never, I, I've never actually think I've ever been at a Doherty's when they've sang. Uh, and so it was just a great conversation to, to, to talk with her about, you know, all the things that she's doing in Spokane and, and also her aspirations as she continues to grow as a comedian and a writer. Uh, and I, I don't think, she will always be in Spokane. Uh, I think she will make the move and go either go back to New York or L.A. where she can do more writing and do more uh, stand-up. Uh, but for now, she's here in Spokane. Uh, you can catch her sometimes at the comedy club here in Spokane. She also helps organize a queer comedy open mic on Tuesdays at 9 Bar and Bistro. Uh, and so you can go check that out weekly. I think sometimes she hosts there and she does her her stand up there, but then you can also see a, a bunch of other local LGBTQ plus uh, stand ups allies there. Uh, and uh, yeah, you should definitely go check that out and just follow Cameron on Instagram, TikTok, all the socials, uh, and and find out where she's going to be next. I would love to see her uh, do some stand up in person. I haven't been able to do that. I've seen her do her stuff on TikTok. She has some stuff on her website, which is CameronSullivan.com. It's Cameron spelt. C-A-M-R-Y-N-N-E, Sullivan, uh, the normal spelling. Uh, Cameron is the not normal spelling. But you can go check her out there. You can find her socials and everything at, at that space. But yeah, I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode. And I, I will not keep you any longer. Here is comedian, actor, and writer Cameron Sullivan. This is Spocast. But yeah, no, I mean, comedy for me has just been in my life forever. I, uh, but I want to start with Cameron, mm -hmm. Cameron Sullivan. Cameron Sullivan, that's the name. Uh, um, you have an interesting spelling of your name. I do. Did you, is that, did you do that or did your parents do that? My parents did that. I promise my parents did that. <laughs> that is a great question. Um, my mom read this thing in a book that said, like, don't, I mean, okay, well, first of all, we're white. So um, second of all, she read this thing in a book that said, don't like add an N N E don't add, don't like replace an I with a Y. She like read that and was like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then just named and then just really um, uh, uh, creativized, that's a word, Yeah. the spelling of my name, which is um, C-A-M-R-Y-N-N-E. Yeah, I mean, it is very creative. Uh, my parents also did the same to me, not nearly as creative. They just put an O oh, in yeah. instead of an A-N. Yeah. And I was talking, my brother is Jordan with an O, and my other brother is Evan with an A-N. So mm. my parents just like, they just like, obviously they're not going to name Evan with, with could it just be Yvonne, which would be also cool. Which would be cool, but like it, it was. They just, don't like a theme. They don't they, like to carry the theme. Is Evan the youngest? Yes. Okay, yeah. They always do something a little bit different with the youngest kid. They do, yeah. And I'm the youngest. You're the, oh, yes, you're the youngest. Oh, you're the youngest. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Oh, so so how many siblings? I have two older siblings. Okay. Yep. And their names are Shanley and Brendan. Also, uh, also kind of weird, <laughs> but Irish. So oh, Irish. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So oh, so they you could have you could have been a Macaulay. 
I could have been a Macaulay, but I'm a I'm a Sullivan. A Sullivan. <laughs> we used to be O'Sullivans, but they chopped oh, the O they off. They took the O off. Uh, so, what's your relationship with Spokane? Were you born and raised here? I was born and raised here. Oh wow. Yep. I was born at Holy Family. Holy Family. Yep. And I always love knowing where everyone was oh, born. Oh, absolutely. It explains a lot about you. Yep. It does. And um, <laughs> I think I, I think I was born at Holy Family. My dad worked at Holy Family. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yep, I um, have lived in the same house my whole life. My, my parents still live in their house. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I live with them now, so I guess it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> still um, live in the same bedroom. So and... I moved to the basement. Oh, nice. That's, okay. That's a plus. That is a um, plus. And, um, yep, I went to school here. I went to uh, All Saints Catholic grade school. Okay. And then I went to Gonzaga Prep. Mm. Um, yep. And What year? Um, I graduated in 2012. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so I did the whole Catholic school like, pipeline. How was that? Um, it was um, very Irish and um, very uh, Jesus-y and Catholic-y and... Um, uh, I get, you know, it's crazy because I'm glad, like, I'm kind of glad I went to Catholic school now because mm -hmm. it's so silly. Right. It's it's the only thing mean, like, I know. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess it, I mean, I don't know anything about religious like schools. I, I went to, oh, yeah. I went to public school my whole life. And nice. so, I mean, I, I was a public school bus driver, so I have a big love. Yeah. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. This is amazing. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it's a long, I have, <laughs> man, I wish my kids had you as their bus driver. I think I was a pretty fun bus driver. I was a bus driver for one month and 23 days. Oh man. So was it like filling in? Like were it you was, well, uh, oh, it's a lot. Okay. Well, I got, well, I moved back to Spokane mm. in May of 2021. Okay. And I was unemployed and really sick with COVID. Uh, That's why I, I live here now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I needed a job where I could take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> and also, and also, I did see all of like the Durham posters that were like, yeah, um, hiring school bus drivers. You know, three thousand dollars sign-on bonus. Oh, wow. And I was like, I could drive a school bus. So I went and trained and got my CDL. Mm -hmm. And then I started to drive for them. And then famously, they're a really terrible company. Yes. <laughs> they got the boot. Um, and I quit because um, I they were unsafe to oh. work for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you always yeah. see them like posted up in some parking lot saying, come work for us. Oh, my gosh. And and I'm like, also, they must be it must be really easy to not. I shouldn't say it must be really easy to get a job with them. I would just say it like, was. Yes, <laughs> it was very easy. It, it was probably too easy. Okay. I went and got my physical and like I really probably shouldn't have passed my physical because I was unwell. You were like you were sick. Yeah. 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 Oh, OK. Like, and um, but like I unemployment ran out and I needed oh. to make money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is sitting. Right. Um, after I learned all the parts to a bus engine, oh I went. I went to get my physical, and the guy was like, uh, "We were we were chatting, and I mean, I weighed like a hundred and twenty pounds, and I'm already like, I know I look thin now, but uh, solid one thirty five. It's been a journey to get here. Um, <laughs> Congrats! Thank you so much. And um, uh, he was just like, "You can drive a bus, <laughs> I guess." Signed it. Signed it. G g only for cleared you. Only for one year, though. I was only cleared for one year. And typically, you get cleared for two. I don't know what oh. his deal was. But you only lasted a month and a half. <laughs> I only lasted a month and a half. Uh, and <laughs> true. And 
but you got for the school district for the district because like yeah you know district it's funny 81, yeah. district eighty one now like they just use school the public school the public bus system yeah. now because they hate it, they hate Durham oh so. well and also they hired a new company Zoom oh spelled Z U M oh. Zoom. I know. I've been seeing them. They have these updated buses with like actually good technology. Oh, wow. I know. Every time I see them, I'm like, I wonder what that bus engine looks like. Is it like <laughs> Zoom with like a little two dots above it? I think it's a line. Oh, a line. Okay. Because you, you can't, you don't get that, that O sound from a U unless you put like a Yeah, there's, some, above, there's something over whatever it. Whatever you call it. I forget what you call it. I, we sh- I don't know this word yeah. because we don't use them in America they, or in the oh, English man. language. I mean, Yes. And working, I just want to say, working at Durham was maybe one of the best things that ever happened to me and the worst. Um, Just because it was like a real peek into uh, corporate America, Mm. like trickle down uh, management. We had, it was so bad when I got there that they had replaced the director and the director called a company-wide bus meeting, which was held in like a hangar in the garage you all show up with your buses uh, we all showed up in our safety jackets for oh. sure they had like <laughs> these industrial fans going so you could barely hear and like there was so like people they were losing kids kids were being lost oh my gosh um, uh, every day like you didn't know where you were gonna go till the morning you got your route sheet oh really yeah, yeah it's not like you had like a nice every day this is my route because they didn't have enough bus drivers oh yeah and so we're in this like bay and this um this lady who isn't from the south but definitely like was adopting a southern accent came in and was like the problem here is morale the problem here is morale everybody we need to pick up morale and then the next day they brought um like tumblers with the durham logo i mean it's just like classic stuff that you're like come on yeah that is that is corporate america it is corporate america morale is a a tumbler with a logo on it. Oh yeah, little pencils, yes. a magnet. I was like, I don't want this. Yeah, no. Y- I would like to know my route the night before. How did you? Where did you find your love for comedy? Like, where did this come um, from? Great question. I, I grew up like getting um, Bill Cosby CDs for Christmas. <laughs> oh man, I know. Canceled. <laughs> I know. It's just devastating. You're like, I used to fall asleep to those CDs. That's so sad. I mean, I I used to also. I used to watch the Cosby show. I we definitely had a couple of Bill Cosby albums like on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, definitely had George Carlin on vinyl. And but yeah, I mean it was just I was watching a documentary yesterday about black television, like black black sitcoms in particularly, and they're like we we can't not talk about this. Yeah, no, because it, was, it, it exists. Was, yeah, and it was the la- a launching point. Yeah, and but yeah, I mean I've listened to his stand-up it's it, it is really it was good really good stand-up <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it, by not a nice man right uh but so you were you were just listening to albums and yeah we listened, the, so we got those like that was my first introduction to comedy and then um i studied um i was a huge i mean if you grew up here mm-hmm. in spokane i did it you have to be into sports yes okay so i was like um a huge soccer fanatic mm. love soccer yeah and um i played basketball and um i really tried to make the varsity team at my high school yeah this is where this starts and i did not um and i was devastated and um i don't know there were probably other reasons that i didn't make the team mm-hmm. besides my abilities which was sad it's like the, this like first 
um, interaction with um, gatekeepers and totally. politics being involved. Um, like I had a I had a teacher ask me how my varsity season was going, and I was like, I got cut, <laughs> and they, they you know just like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I was very depressed, um, and I started to kind of move towards the arts for activities to do. So I mm -hmm. started singing. Um, I grew up singing in the school choir at um, St. Al's on mm -hmm. Sunday nights oh, okay. for $50 a month. Oh, wow. They pay yeah. you? You get paid? $50 a month. That's amazing. Ha That's uh, a big ticket money. Totally. It's like $10 a night, $12.50 yes. $12 a night. Absolutely. And you know what? And we sang about Jesus um, and, uh, and Mary because we're Catholics. Right. Um, so I, start, I started to sing and I got involved in musical theater. And my sister was a huge uh, music person and she studied opera at... Um, the University of Washington, which okay. is then what I did. So I went, I auditioned for them, I got in. Nice. I studied opera for a year, realized I did not like it. And I didn't want to have to, like, you have to learn like five languages to do oh, opera. Oh, wow. Like yeah. Latin, Italian, German, oh, French. Wow. All this stuff. And I was like, oh, I really actually don't like this. And then the next year, they started a musical theater program. So I got involved in that, and I have a degree in musical theater. Mm hmm. Um, and also speech and hearing sciences, <sighs> not to brag. I was going to say you, you, you have a double major in like, well, I guess they're kind of Double similar. degree, <laughs> double degree, a little bit more work. Yeah, no, that does I mean, and you, do you, did you do it in four years? I did. Wow. But I also like, I would take school in the summer too. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. That, that helps. <laughs> it did. It was a lot. I took like 20 credits a quarter. That's all. Yeah, it was a lot of credits. It's a full load. It was a full load, but uh, I like. There's always been like um, a need to do art, as well as that. Um, I I think parents who grew up in poverty, like, mm. how do you live? Right, like, cause like you can get your bachelor's in in theater, but like, yeah, what but, are you gonna fall back on? Are you, what are you gonna fall back on? Yeah, they're like. Being yeah. a bus driver. <laughs> I know. You know what? My degrees have done nothing for me, let me tell you. Um, so I started, while I was there, I kind of got, uh, I, I learned about SNL. I had never, oh, my never, parents, yeah, yeah the, my parents didn't know what SNL was. We didn't watch it. You didn't they, watch it? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, my dad like doesn't think it's that funny. And I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah. this is amazing. SNL's amazing. So I, I got involved in and the improv scene there. Okay. And um, I just kept wanting more uh, opportunities to do comedy. Mm -hmm. And I had graduated from college and I was living in um, Seattle and I was auditioning for musicals mm. and I was auditioning for plays and I was on an improv team called The Bechdel Jest. Mm. Um, which is a playoff of the Bechdel test. It was all women. Oh, the okay. Yes, it was very fun. Yeah. I, I love that the most. Where'd you perform at? We performed at, oh, it was like in this basement in Ballard. <laughs> it I can't. I can't remember what it was, what it was, but yeah. But you draw a crowd and um, yeah, you know, we did. Awesome, we had a That's little great. crowd. It wasn't like crazy big. Yeah, I, almost like my the I would did I did a ton of really terrible community theater. Mm. Um, so all of my <laughs> community theater uh crew would come awesome. after like That's a show, awesome. which was great. Yeah, 
And I love that. And I wanted more training in dance, more training in acting, more training in comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, that was all in New York. Okay. So my goal was to move to New York, which I did. And yeah. I studied at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. And I studied uh, at an acting studio called the Win Handman Acting Studio. And I looked that up and that is a very prestigious, like acting academy like it's just i mean he's the, thank the, you for looking it yeah, up that's when, awesome like I'm, i was just like he's yeah. he's he's taught some of the some the most famous actors in the world it was how did, um yeah how did that work how, oh my gosh <laughs> it was okay so this is this isn't this new when i lived in new york it felt like a dream it was amazing yeah um i so before i moved to new york and this ties back to spokane okay i um Moved back in with my parents and I worked at O'Doherty's for like seven months, Mm. which I had bus tables for them and all of my siblings had worked there. Yeah, very Irish. It's very Irish. They would have me um, sing like... um, uh, Danny Boy and the Irish Blessing, like on Friday nights. Tim, on, on the on Tim, like yeah, stand Tim, up. Yeah. Tim would be like, Cam, get, get on the bar. <laughs> That's and awesome. I'm glad he did because I always got tipped better after <laughs> I did that. Um, so it was a, it was mutually beneficial. Yeah. And um, oh my gosh. So um, while my the musical theater people in in Seattle in my college, they had all lived in New York. They had been like. Um, the dance captain uh, for Chicago on Broadway. And I had organized like a meetup where we, I could talk to them about living in New York. Mm -hmm. And they just gave me like a list of places where you could live, acting studios, Mm -hmm. um, all sorts of things. And I remember them saying you could do this acting studio, this acting studio, um, win handman. If you want to be a really good actor, I don't even know if he still teaches. I remember that. And I just like wrote it down in like a notes list. And then I got to a shift at O'Doherty's early. I was sitting sitting in the parking lot looking through this list. And so I Googled him and he had like the most, the oldest website ever. And I just, you know, like put in all my stuff and said, I'm interested in auditioning. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I have to breathe. <sighs> sorry, I have COVID lungs. I'm sorry for oh. me to breathe um, sometimes. So then I, um, uh, a week before I moved to New York City, uh, I got this phone call from the Winhamman studio. They said, hey, we're having auditions next week. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, that's perfect timing. I'll perfect be there. Perfect timing, yeah. Um, so I auditioned for the studio, which was um, you, you first you auditioned for Billy Lyons, who is now running the studio. Yeah. Um, and Billy, I brought in this uh, monologue of a 40-year-old woman who had lost her only child to a car accident, <laughs> um, which was a poor choice uh, for audition material. <laughs> and Billy looked at me and he went, okay. He was like, that was that was good. I'm going to give you this um, uh, oh, Spoon River uh, poem. Okay. And I want you to work on this. And you're going to come in next week to audition for when. And before you do, I'm going to work with you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and so I went in and I did the Spoon River for when. And um, he sat me down and he was asking me about stuff. And he goes, so where are you from? And I said, Spokane, Washington. And he go, and he was just always just chuffed that he had a student from Washington in his studio. Mm. Um, and then because uh, he couldn't believe it. He was like, all the way from Washington, the state? <laughs> did um, he bring up Hillary Swank? <laughs> <laughs> did not. He did not. 
Um, and uh, so we're sitting and we're talking and he's asking me about my life. He goes, so, you know, what's your training? And I said, like, have a degree in musical theater. And I did this, this and this. And then yeah. he goes, so none. So, n- so none. So you have no. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Pretty much so none. And I was like, hey, yep, none. And then um, he's asking. I was like, I also studied, you know, speech and hearing sciences. And there was just a such a long pause after I said that. And I was so nervous that he was going to tell me I needed to do that instead of mm, acting. Yeah. Um, and I had told him that I had been working at this Irish pub and I would sing Irish songs. And there was just, I broke, I broke the pause and said, do you want me to sing a song for you? Mm. And he said, yes. And so I sang him Danny boy. And then he sang me, what do you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> and then he asked me what class I wanted to be in. Wow. Yeah. I, I got to ask. So for the fill in that to everyone who's listening, like when Hanman is, he runs, uh, you've already got like the American place theater, place theater, but he's taught like Richard Gere, Michael Douglas, uh, Frank Langella, John Leguizamo. Like those are the, the famous people he's, he's, taught yeah, yeah, and yeah. he at this time too when you met him he's like 95 years old he's n- yes oh my gosh wow <laughs> and uh, uh so like but was he how, oh yeah how, like is he so he's 95 that's right was I he was very trying, sharp <laughs> he's as sharp as a tack yeah as sharp as a tack so he was in a wheelchair mm. but he had a studio on 54th street um and uh it was a he's had many studios uh acting studios he used to be in carnegie hall wow um and and at the very end the last iteration of his studio was in his apartment that he'd had his whole life in times square so we would we once the they they didn't renew his lease on the studio that i joined and then we moved into his um dining room (laughs) so which was very fun too yeah um and um so he was 95 when i met him and he's in this wheelchair um but he sits in his desk and he had he has access to the lights so he's can, he's directing what the lights are he has like a little he had a little stopwatch his whole stage like in his in in his wow yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool and his stage you had a backstage and and his biggest thing was preparation so um before you would do before you would work on your material you would either leave or you'd go backstage to work on mm-hmm. to pr- start preparing to get into the role yeah um, and, uh, he would have a piece of paper and a pencil and, and sometimes he'd write something on it. And I would always look at the paper and it was in, unintelligible what he wrote, <laughs> but he knew what it was. But he knew, yeah. 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 I don't know. And his hands, oh, he, I mean, he was old. His hands were just curved like this, mm. but he could recall a Shakespeare, uh, soliloquy like that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It was, it, he, he, he felt that he, I think what kept him alive for so long is the love of the students who'd come before him. Mm. And also he felt he had a responsibility to teach acting. Yeah. He, he, he felt it so deeply, um, that it was his purpose in life to teach acting. It, it carried him. Yeah. And so at this time, did you are also doing UPC, UPC upright citizens? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. uh, so I should ask, like, during this time with him, like, how many students did he have at a he time? Had, he had about maybe at the most 20 okay. students in class. In class? In class. And so you're working with other people as well? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're working on scenes? and yep. Like, are you just 
are you just you're just act, you're just practicing acting there's not really like a performance that you're preparing for is there no well and he was very like staunch about this like he he was like no industry people are allowed in the class mm. no industry i mean because he he knew so many people he, like he was oh. best friends with norman lear like, yeah like w- who's also an old guy i don't know yeah <laughs> he's only, he's 99 now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but like he had connections, um, like and and listen, I got a script that said Vigo Mortensen on it. Oh I my got gosh. like you know I got things. He taught um, who's the guy who um, Christopher Walken? Yeah, he taught Christopher Walken, and he always say he'd always say yeah, but I knew him when his name was Ronnie. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so like. He knew all of these people. Mm-hmm. He taught Denzel Washington. He knew all these wow, people. Yeah. He could. He could he could connect you if he really wanted to, yeah. but he would never do that. Mm. He, he was like, he was like, this class is about learning to be a good actor. It's not about any of the business stuff. Mm-hmm. If I bring someone industry in here, it will change the chemistry of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you couldn't have a card either. Like you weren't like, you didn't have like a SAG out, like a SAG. Card. I never got a SAG card. No, I had, oh. I knew my classmates, a lot of them had SAG cards. Oh, they did. Okay. You know, what's crazy. I, um, uh, did you ever watch the Disney, ch- the, the show recess? Yes. Okay. Do you remember Miss Grokey? Um, vaguely. Okay. Well, I'm sitting in class and I'm like hearing this voice and I'm like, <laughs> who is this? Like I recognize this voice, yeah. and like a classmate of mine leaned over and was like, "That's Miss Grokey from Recess," and you know, like <laughs> she had other like, you know, and she's not, you know, yeah, uh, she's a working actor. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, not like hugely famous, but you're like, oh, okay, like you worked, you work. Like a lot of them mm. were working, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. So, and I saw the best theater I've ever seen in my life in that class. That's amazing. That's so cool. And so, yeah, at the same time, you were doing Upright Citizens Brigade. Yes, yes. So how did you, how did, what was your audition like for that? Well, okay. I never made a team at the Upright Citizens Brigade, but I did meet a lot of friends Mm -hmm. and we started our own, we started our own teams and we had an indie character team Mm. um, at the pit. We were called Poughkeepsie. Oh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I did. I took all of the classes though, so I did all of the improv classes, all of the sketch writing classes, mm. all of the character classes. So how does that work when to get into a team? Like, because I know, like, oh, yeah. it's because it, it's a lot of work, and it's I. Dak Shepard, he always talks about how like being a part of it was difficult and like there's a lot of work that goes into it and like you might not make it into you. He met so many famous people mm-hmm. that never really even broke through. At yes. Upright. And like, what was it in that? What was that experience like for you? Um, it was in, I mean, it was incredible to get to watch the level of comedy mm-hmm. at that, at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. It was, um, it was electrifying. Like, I mean, I knew people who auditioned for SNL, like, yeah. I, like, and I studied from people who auditioned from SNL and I went to SNL auditions. Like I, wow. yeah. n- not personally, but I went and watched them and I was wow. like, Oh, like, okay. Lauren Michaels is over there. Wow. That's very cool. Or, yeah. you know, like that's his producer, Michael Chase in the audience. Like that's, so that's cool. really cool. So this is like 2018. Yes. So like who, who are some of the main players at, at there at that time at there at that time um sarah small parsons mm, yeah who uh still teaches character classes which i highly recommend to anybody um 
is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, like who was there? Uh, the people who just, you know, the, the, um, the musical it's, um, it's like Dick's the musical or something. I'm not familiar. There's a no. new, there is a new, um, uh, like, uh, musical comedy movie coming out and okay. the guys who wrote that were there. Okay. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm trying to think who else was there. It was. Listen, How many people are there? As How soon, many people are like? Is so it so many people? Okay. Yeah. So many people, and also as soon as COVID hit, it mm. it it closed. It died. Yeah. So like, I kind of felt like I was in New York at a time where I was catching the end of eras. Yeah. Because um, like I had gotten to New York City and they had already closed one theater at the Upright Citizens Brigade that they had 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 for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is featured in, uh, other people, which is a movie written by, um, Chris Kelly, who was the head writer of SNL. Yeah. Like that was like, if you watch that, you can see the theater that like, that was what it was. Most oh well known yeah, for. yeah. Yeah. And so, and then quickly afterwards they'd close UCB East. Mm. So there was only one stage. Yeah. Um, and you could just tell that it was tanking. Um, oh, that's too bad. But it was still the, the the value of the classes were still there. The mm-hmm. value of the networking was still there, yeah. which was the primary value. And then you were just di- like at any point in time, you can go and see a show and it's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. That's comedy. cool. So like, so how, how many years were you there in New York or I was there? I think I honestly think I was only there for like three and a half years. Mm. So pretty, uh, a pretty Not good amount of time. A good amount of time, but it felt much longer, I think, than it actually was. I got there in January of 2018, mm. and I left in May of 2021. I mean, what else were you doing? Like, so at the same time, like you're mm-hmm. you're working on, you're working on acting, you're working on improv. Like, are yep. you going to stand up? I occasionally went to see, went to go and do some stand up with actually a friend in town, Jared Lyons Wolf. Mm. Um, yeah. we all like, uh, hightailed it out of there. Uh, I actually drove across the country with him and his husband in, um, like June of 2020, we drove across the country Wow! together. Uh, <laughs> and, like Jared and I are the ones who kind of have started the mm-hmm. queer comedy scene yeah. in Spokane, uh, because we missed going to all of the alt comic comedy nights in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, what I was doing was I was waiting tables <laughs> and I want to talk about that. Cause there's oh, a, you yeah, worked, yeah. you worked at a place that is very famous in New York. You worked yes. at, um, why my notes are right in front of me and oh, I'm not okay. reading it. Right. You worked at, um, the famous restaurant tavern on the green. Yes, and I did. Yes. Ta- tavern on the green is in central park. It's like yep. right on the edge of it. Yep. And, but it's why I remember it is that it was featured in a scene in ghostbusters. Oh, solid. When, uh, when, yep. Is I think Rick Moranis is getting chased by yeah. the 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 dog the d- demonic dogs or whatever. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's how I know it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No tavern. Yeah, tavern on the green was a good job. It was yeah. a really good job. So I worked the when I first got there, I worked at a, um, a pub in Washington Heights called Coogan's, mm. which um, while I was working there, it like uh, Washington Heights is now like known as the little Dominican Republic. Mm. So it was the most Dominican Republic Irish pub you'll ever go to. That's awesome. Which is very awesome, (laughs) I think. Uh, And so that was like a really cool experience to get to work and because I lived in Washington Heights too. Mm. So I worked and lived in this community 
And then, you know, when I wasn't working, I'd be in Manhattan. Yeah. More, more of the central midtown. Yeah. Um, and so um, I worked there and that bar is actually famous for Lin-Manuel Miranda's used to go to that bar all the time. I was going to say like Into the yeah. Heights is probably based, yeah, yeah, based, yeah. In, of, based in that part of town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part so, of New York. Like, um, that, it was, it's, it's interesting because when I left, after I left, two of the places I spent a lot of time in got like... Um, names they got like ways their streets got ways so they like coogan shut down during covid too oh. um and now on the street there's coogan's way mm-hmm. and then when handman now has a street oh wow which is yeah. cool yeah because uh we never mentioned but when handman passed it, away yeah, he passed away and uh, due to covid yep april of uh 2021 yeah yep. were you still were you still acting doing yeah. acting classes yeah, wow. yeah yeah i didn't go i mean this i mean this the story is is kind of dark um, ultimately I, um, I remember texting Billy being like, Hey, my mom freaked me out about COVID. And I remember, um, mm. she was like, Hey, you need to be wearing a mask, mm. um, much longer before anybody was wearing masks. Yeah. And, um, so I got one and I was wearing it on the subway before anybody was. And everyone was like looking at me like I was like, you know, um, this must be like March. This must be like, yeah, like, like the first like, okay. week of March. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay. Like you're losing it. Like yeah. everyone in New York was like, this is going to be nothing. Yeah. This is going to be nothing. Um, and, um, you know, they were making announcements on the train that was like, Hey, you know, remember to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Like those were happening, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. And then it was like March 12th. It hit the city. And yeah. I was so, I remember, I remember, um, I had class the week before I was like, probably like, or the Thursday before I was on the, or the Friday, sorry, the Friday, it was a Tuesday, Friday, mid, like, uh, afternoon class. Mm. And um, I'd gone to that class. And then on Tuesday, um, I just was too, it was like Tuesday, I don't know, March 12th or whatever. I can't really remember what days, days it was, but. Yeah. Um, no worries. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do we need to be specific? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I mean, it, let it's, me it's, look it's, in my calendar. It, I gotta get the date right. <laughs> but it's funny though, like when you think about like that time of time of our lives, or like especially in March of 2020, like yeah. I feel like so much happened, and it is like in the I can go to the days because I remember March 16th happened, and we were supposed to, like. Spocast had won best of local podcast. So cool. And it was, we were so excited. Me and my other uh, hosts of the show were like, we did it. We're, we we're going to go party at like the, the Inlanders best of. It's going to be so much fun. Oh gosh, like all this hard work we all, did. And then like, and then it was like, oh, like this is happening. And then my wife had a trip planned to go to um, San Diego for a half marathon, had to cancel that for that weekend. And then the next week we're like, is it gonna like? Is it gonna get canceled and like everything just yeah cut got canceled? And I imagine yeah. like the the dates. I mean, it's just like it all happened like this week, this week, this week, and then it was yeah. just like I imagine New York was just like it dead. was like an apocalypse. It, yeah, it was really bad. It, it felt like an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah no. Um, it was um, uh. So I mean, I I was like I I I canceled I canceled going to class. Like I called mm. in and I just um. Mm. You know, I like you never. I never saw Win again after oh, that. Man. Yeah. You know, so um, I remember. Uh, I remember looking at him at the last class, talking to a student. Like truly, like he was. Every student had value for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the 
one of the best teachers I've ever, probably the best teacher I've ever had a chance to mm, that's awesome. um, be a student for. And I remember like my last memory of him is standing in his hallway where we would go to prepare um, and, uh, and looking at him just going over um, a monologue with a student who had questions just still i mean at that point what he's 90 he's 97 97 yeah yeah um and uh still just so passionate about his work yeah and um yep so i didn't i i i just felt like if i was the person to bring it to him i mm -hmm. couldn't live with myself totally so i didn't go on that tuesday just like just in case i mean everyone thought it was gonna be over in like two weeks anyways yeah um, so then I went to work and, um, well, like, cause I worked at Tavern on the Green at this point. Right. Yeah. So I had a friend who I'd worked with at Coogan's who had moved on to Tavern on the Green and that's, they got me that, uh, job interview and it was, it's the hardest job interview I've ever had. Right. Start getting to be a server at that restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, cause that restaurant's like, it's always booked out. Like it's, you, yes. you it's hard to get a seat there. Yes. Well, well, yes, it is. I mean, it is kind of like a glorified diner. <laughs> I will say yeah. having worked there, um, it's like, uh, the beauty and the beast. My had a friend, his name was Sawyer, um, was always like, this is the, the beauty and the beast diner here. It's like all <laughs> very fancy. Um, it's like a tourist attraction. It's a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah it is. So, but like, but we had a great chef so, and, um, yeah. in order to work there, you had to take tests, you had to shadow. And then you had to every, after every shadow shift, you took a test on the food. Oh, wow. Um, and then find like your final exam was you sat down with chef and the sommelier and chef would ask you, um, tell me about, you know, the, um, the, the, the sea bass and um be like okay well i have this allergy how how would you help how would you figure that out yeah. you know like you have to know every ingredient and then you had to um sell bottles of wine to the sommelier oh my god in order to get in order to get your green tie <laughs> which is really great and immediately got so dirty <laughs> so i do you do you watch this show um the bear the bear oh yeah do you, did you finish this last season oh yeah cuz there's an episode in there where the um the cousin uh yes. can't think of his name oh, right now that was he, such he a goes good to another he goes to another yep. restaurant and works there and this restaurant is like it's a, just a, oh the, the fanciest restaurant in yeah. chicago i imagine yeah. and and they and I, I was just like this can't be real you know what there are real restaurants like that and I was, tavern in the green definitely wasn't that yeah but it sounds like <laughs> yeah. it sounds like something similar i mean oh, it's yeah. like i've never you think of restaurants in Spokane. I, there's not a lot of places that probably. Oh, that you have to like, have a, a sit down with chef. Yeah, or yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. or like, have, there's like a tasting. Like oh, you guys yeah. get a get to taste everything before it's certainly, they serve it. Certainly, it certainly wasn't O'Doherty's, although that is no <laughs> no um, dirt on Sam and Tim. They're the no, best. No, like... but it's, I'm just so curious to know about that lifestyle. But it seems like that was somewhat like that. You know that. what? There was like the best thing was pre shift meeting um, where you got to go and like taste the specials of the day. Mm. Oh, that was fun because cool. like there was some really good food. Yeah, and we did we did a ton of events too. So like everyone always wanted to like rent out Tavern on the Green. Uh, and the last event we did, I think this was pretty cool. Last event I did at least was I um I was a cater I was a, a, a server at the Cats premiere party. The oh musical. wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, premiered again. 
<laughs> for the season. <laughs> for the season. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. The movie. Oh, the movie. The movie. The movie. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Cats the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, you know, I just like gave Jennifer Hudson a canopy. <laughs> and I was like, you're a beautiful cat. And, you uh, know, surprisingly, this is the most devastating part. You'd think that everybody would be in cat drag. Hardly any. Partly because the review, <laughs> like Taylor Swift was supposed to be there, but she didn't show up. Um, I guess like the the scuttlebutt was that she it didn't go the opening didn't go very well. No. Yeah. Well, that was right. I mean, yeah. That was right near COVID too. I mean, yeah. I was like in the 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 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, that movie, it, when I was like, everyone loves to hate it, and it's like I it has like love that movie. Is it, hey, what, yeah, I as a theater it. and like a musical person, you love that movie. I just love that Cats is a thing. Anytime I like get down, I'm like. Someone made Cats. Yeah. People produced that movie. They were like, is there a plot? And Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, it's Cats are the plot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cats that's, being cats. That's awesome. So before we move, I want to oh, yeah. I, I want you to finish the story of how leaving New York for COVID and then we'll get into the game. Oh, sure. I selfishly want to know, did you see OG cast of... Hamilton. No, I was not. I didn't live in New York then. Oh, you didn't? Okay, that's no. okay. That is. And also, I never got tickets. I could never get a ticket. You could there. never get tickets. No. Oh, man. I know. It's devastating. That is devastating. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, did you see it when it was here? No, also no. Um, was it here recently? It was here last year. Oh, yep, I didn't see it. I took yeah, we took our my we took our twins. We got it. We oh, were, we cool. the movie came out and like the I have the, seen the movie. I mean the the movie came out on Disney Plus like in July 2020 and like yeah. I just loved it it's um, the best i did serve lin-manuel miranda's mother though oh wow at coogan's yep wow that's so cool yep um so so COVID happens in new york yes and then you just are you stuck in your apartment um yeah so what, what happened was um I, I mean like we were at i was working so i got COVID right away so i got oh sick, you did get COVID. i got sick right away mm. um and so i um we i mean at this i mean at this point you know my mom told me to wear a mask, but nobody else is wanting to wear masks. Right. And, you know, e- the thing is that this this longstanding um, internal battle I have is that my mom told me to wear a mask. I wore it once. People looked at me like I was insane. Right. I immediately took it off and never wore it again. Uh-huh. Um, and it's and it's really impacted my life getting COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So um, I um, was at work and we had our pre-shift meeting. They were like, OK, here's how we're going to combat covid everyone <laughs> wear gloves <laughs> we're all gonna wear latex gloves <laughs> so we all wore latex gloves yeah. and um uh, i remember uh, i remember this woman who i'd served like gave me a hug um and it was it was mutual and then both of us kind of looked at each other like oh my god did we just kill one another did yeah. we just kill each other for touching um but that was that was like the Thursday before the weekend. I think it was like March twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah. And um, that Friday, I had a fever. Oh. So um, I had recently just moved into a studio apartment, which was a blessing. Um, by yourself. By myself, because I'd previously lived with strangers. Mm. So because that's how you, it's hard to live in New York. Totally. Yeah. Um, I've so, heard. I've heard the stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but originally, so you were, you were I originally your- moved and lived with my aunt who lives in Nyack, and I would take the. Um, train into the city and then I got a job at Coogan's uh, mm. I replaced a server who was like going abroad so she let me live in her apartment as well and mm-hmm. then I just kept hopping around in apartments in Washington Heights and eventually 
um, due to like Coogan's or Tavern the Green was a lucrative job. Yeah, <laughs> and I no. got and I got to uh, have my own studio, which was great. Um, and um, I got a fever, and I had a fever for a month. Oh my gosh, really? I had it. Yeah, like I COVID in. The, I'm so the reason why I live in Spokane is because I have long COVID. Yeah. And I was so sick I couldn't take care of myself. Wow. And I am in a um, recover program at Sacred Heart, oh, wow. which is a nas- like a nationwide clinical trial for people with long covid yeah well we have we had like zero patient here yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i mean i yeah. don't know if that has anything to do with it but like but it, it's yeah there's it's everywhere yeah. but like the it's it's but nice that i can be yeah, yeah it's nice that i can be here um but i also the reason why i'm here is because like i my parents had to take care of me like also i lost a ton of weight i couldn't eat i couldn't digest my food like food like eating was really hard because food sounded horrific yeah. So um, this is also relates to the bus being coming a bus driver. This becoming is, a bus driver. This is Listen, what you were dealing with to become a bus driver. To become a bus driver. So gotcha. I, um, when I was living in New York, I was like 140, 145. Um, and when I moved back to Spokane, I was 117 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Um, so you're, when you, when you have high fevers, like I had, I had high fevers for a whole month. Um, which would be something that you'd be hospitalized for if there was any room at the inn. Right. Because they're like in New York, time really was marked by the 730 clap for healthcare workers. Like, it, it, like it's interesting being back in Spokane. This is a hard thing for me here is that there, there's no comparison. It was so like COVID was so bad. Yeah. And I think I do have PTSD from it. I could imagine. Yeah. Um, and I, on one of these days I got like, when I was finally well, like in between, like, like really hitting like a long COVID stride, which I don't know why it, it's, it kind of delays like it does. Or maybe I just felt so much better because I no longer had a fever and mm. probably wasn't better, Yeah, but I just felt so much better because I wasn't like dying of, uh, <laughs> of fever. Yeah. Um, I rode a bike through manhattan and i rode my bike through times square and it was empty that's crazy you know yeah insane yeah it was like an i mean like it really was bad i i during this time is when i was kind of figuring out what to do with my if i wanted to get into podcasting and i just listened to a ton of podcasts yeah and in the podcast, listen to our WTF and uh, at the time, and we love Mark Maron, Mark Maron, and I mean, Dak Shepard's podcast, yeah. and then I think Smartless started around at the same time. Oh, I so, love but all that these pod. all these podcasts would be interviewing other celebrities yeah. that are either in L.A. or mm-hmm. New York, and just talking about how crazy it was terrible. The world was it was terrible, and and like in Spokane, it, like it didn't really. I mean, we were affected by it, but like our like I feel like. Spokane kind of reopened back in the summer, but meanwhile, like big cities were like they were still in shutdown, and like in like New York yeah. was definitely in shutdown for a lot longer than Spokane ever was. Yeah, I mean, like I understand why people can be apathetic about it here. Uh, they, I mean, like you travel in your own car. Yeah, you there's not even like the near the population. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, there's a lot of outdoors stuff here. I mean, it's, I understand why it is the way it is. It is, it's a hot, it's a hot button item for me. Um, but the, the, uh, uh, long and the short of it, okay, long COVID, what happens is, um, you are not able to like list the things that 
you're that you don't control digestive all the things so like eating was hard breathing was hard my heart rate was going crazy Jeez. um i uh because of my heart rate i was having cortisol yep. um i was having panic attacks yep. multiple oh, times a day wow. there was a there was a moment where um, and you're all by yourself. I was, and I was always all by myself. Yeah. So, and then, and then the, the people around me were thinking that I was having a psychic break. Oh gosh. And also I was in coding school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. this all drove you kind of back home. Well, I was on, like I was, you, you had, I couldn't take care of myself. Right. So at the end of the coding class, um, it became apparent to me that like, just because you get a certificate doesn't mean you can automatically start working as a web developer. Right. Um, and um, at this point, I had been ad admitted into one of the first clinical trials. Not not to brag, I'm kind of a clinical trial. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, it Girl, <laughs> where I was at, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the hospital. Also, okay, brain fog is a huge thing. Mm. Um, so, I, so one of the things that was happening is I couldn't remember stuff. Like I remember I was on a call with my character team. We tried to continue the character team through the pandemic. Mm. And um, we had all met at the Upright Citizens Brigade and I couldn't remember what it was called. I couldn't remember what Upright Citizens Brigade was called. Oh, wow. You know, like stuff like that. I was yeah. like, you know, with the place that we all, I was like the place that we all met, the, mm -hmm. the school, the comedy school. Like I couldn't remember couldn't, what it was called. Oh, wow. You know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I did feel like I was going crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, uh, but, but so what happened was, is that it, it became apparent that like I needed, I needed, I wasn't going to be able to work. Mm -hmm. Um, like I wasn't gonna be able to continue my life in New York. Yeah. So, um, the only option I had was, uh, to move back in with my parents in Spokane. What, and so what, and this is in 2021, 2021, May of 2021. Oh, so wow. I got my vaccines in New York, which I had to walk past Coogan's. I remember <laughs> I walked past Coogan's. It was all boarded up. Oh, wow. To go to the armory, which is an event that I used to cater. I walked into the arm armory at to this this running place. I got my shots. Um, and then um, I, I, I was so weak. I was so weak. I had to pack up all my stuff by myself, too. Oh. And I had to send it in the mail. Um, you know, oh, like the things that like I, I sold. Yeah, yeah, so I sold everything I owned mm. that I could. I gave some of my friends finally moved to New York. I was like, you're moving to New York now? Like... Nobody like nobody lived here when I was living here. Wow. I gave my friend Hannah um, almost everything I felt like was useful to give her. Mm -hmm. And then I sent, you know, like uh, personal uh, items back home um, and uh, the rest I sold. And um, I came home to all of my like six boxes that I had to. It was the 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 post office was a block away, but I was so weak. I had to have an Uber uber a block my, oh my boxes gosh. a block away like i couldn't carry them mm. that's i know it was crazy is, <laughs> it was really is, it was really traumatic actually it sounds traumatic well i want to get into everything that you're true, doing true, in true. spokane I don't know now how we're doing on time you know we're doing great you know we're doing great i don't i don't i don't really put a time limit on my podcast so that's i nice. um especially if the conversation is going well uh so i would love to play spokast hot list oh, we're gonna we're, okay. gonna we're gonna break this <laughs> up all that, after yeah. i was like i don't ever want to be back here in the city <laughs> uh we're gonna oh, yeah we'll get into that after this True. after we talk about all the things that you love, love about, about spokane, spokane. So we're oh play, great we're gonna play the spokast hot list it's a Ooh. name association game i'm gonna say a word and you're okay. gonna say the first word that comes to your mind as it relates to spokane all right the first one i always start with is park uh manito yeah coffee atticus Burger. Zips. Shopping. The mall? 
Which one? Downtown. Okay. Pizza. Benedito's. Ooh. Music venue. Uh, rip. Lucky you. Yeah. Breakfast or brunch? Um, People's Waffle. Ooh. I haven't been there yet. It's so good. Is it good? It's really good. Artist. That's not a comedian because we're going to get there. Um, Carly Fairbanks. Oh, I love it. She's she's amazing. Yeah. Second guest on Spokecast. No um, way. Yeah. I you know I that's a that was a delightful new thing to get to come back to Spokane. Mm. Is when I left when even when like like I was working here in uh, like 2017 like the winter of 2017 fall winter like there wasn't a Spokane comedy club I don't think no it just Mm-mm. it just came there wasn't one of those yeah like th- when I came back to Spokane I was like there's art here there's like yeah they're like. There's like a podcast. There's, <laughs> right? like, yeah, uh, no. there's like things happening here. Things are happening. Spokane. Things are happening. Uh, sweet treats. Oh, the scoop. Neighborhood. Um, the Palouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's Event. my neighborhood. <laughs> Event. Event. Space queers. And then comedian. Cameron Sullivan. <laughs> Perfect. <Wow. laughs> That's great. No, I Jared Lines Wolf. Uh, um, everybody who comes to the queer open mic at nine. Oh, nice. Yeah. When, when is that? That's every Tuesday at um, 8 p.m. Okay, cool. And if people are interested, uh, it's open to everyone. Ally, but you, I mean, you have to identify as an ally, please, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. Uh, allies and queer comedians uh, come at 7.30, sign up. Mm. And we do an open mic. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. Oh, so you're saying you allow allies to oh, perform. Yeah. Yes, okay. allies are welcome. Awesome. Uh, so... You get back to Spokane. It's 2021. You're mm-hmm. still dealing. I mean, you're you're still you're currently still dealing with the effects of long COVID. But yes, wh- ha- had you been doing much stand up before then? I had like towards like the very end of 2019 into 2020, my friend Jared Lyons Wolf yes, and yeah. I uh, started to do like go to open mics pretty okay. consistently. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but before that, really like not a ton. Yeah, not a ton. I was mainly writing sketch and I was mainly writing characters and performing characters. Yeah, is that a thing? Like, I, and I should know this, but like I know a lot of comedians do both sketch and they do stand up. Like I know mm-hmm. Robin Williams is famous for being oh able gosh. to do stand up and doing sketch comedy. Robin Williams can do anything. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, he can. And watch his documentary on HBO. Oh it's freaking amazing. Um, but there is like there are people that only do sketch comedy and mm-hmm. then there's people that only do stand up comedy mm-hmm. and like people breaking into either is not, I wouldn't say difficult, but like it's not it's not the normal route. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I um, was very invested in character comedy. Mm. So right before um, like uh, COVID hit, my indie character team mm. had just gotten a monthly show at this place called The Pit, mm-hmm. um, the People's Improv Theater in New York City, which is a huge get. Yeah. Um, and we had just had our first show in February. And, um, it was cool. Like, like the people on that team, this is like the amazing part about New York is everyone's so driven. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the, um, and, and multi-talented, one of the people on my character team, um, Jonathan Appel had got a, a rights for last week tonight with John Oliver now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that he had, um, applied for like 
in March of 20, like he like they yeah. asked him to apply. He's on the team. He was on the team. He, and he has an Emmy probably. He has two Emmys. <laughs> he has two. I saw him. I saw him in, in July and I was like, so where are your Emmys at? And he was like, my bathroom. <laughs> my cats love them. That's awesome. I know. Um, really nice guy. Um, one of the, uh, one of my teammates, um, Kathleen Cameron just got onto the national tour of come from away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like really talented nice people who yeah. very driven people mm-hmm. um i you know at th- this point in time i had they had asked me to be on the team i wasn't really involved in any of the work that they did to mm-hmm. get the monthly show but they were definitely people who kind of showed me what it is that you have to do to put up a show which is a lot of work yeah totally do, does any of this exist on like youtube um, some of it does, yeah. Okay. Poughkeepsie YouTube. Okay. Unfortunately, listen. Unfortunately, most of our stuff was done like we had so many characters that we had done live that weren't filmed. Oh. Unfortunately, like because um, we were just starting to get into that, like TikTok hadn't been a thing yet. Right. Like um, there are a few. Most of our sketches are stuff that we tried to do on like Zoom. Oh, so, you know, try to do do the zoom improv. Yeah. The zoom, the zoom kind of stuff. And and it was really hard. And also I was like dying during that time. So I don't think I was a particularly contributing member. Um, but yeah, look at, look at the, if you go, um, find Poughkeepsie and then look up all those people because they're, they're great comedians, great artists and creatives. Yeah. When did you first get on stage in Spokane when you got back? Um, August of 2021. Did you go to the comedy club? I went to the Jared and I were so bored <laughs> and needing of a, a creative outlet. And we're like, well, what happened? We just like went to the open mic. Yeah. At the Spokane Comedy Club. So we went and we watched one mm-hmm. and then we signed up for the next week. How many people are performing in, at the comedy club on like an open mic night? Um, I think they have like 25 slots. It's, it is a list. Yeah. Like, they a have list. a list. You have to. Yeah. yeah. You sign up for the list. Sign up for the list. Um, I don't know how they determine who gets on the list. It's a mystery. It's not like it's not like <laughs> the comedy store where they like it's a random draw or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, I I uh, am really unsure and <laughs> unbothered to look into the politics of this fucking comedy club. Uh, uh, but the uh, the and then there's like three lucky bucket bucket spots, so you could go and put your name in a bucket. Oh, there is a bucket. There okay. is a bucket for three slots. For three, for three, but they're but they're yeah. curating the lists most of the time yes yeah, gotcha. i think so uh, i think so it's hard to tell you know yeah at, so so you went and performed like what how what is it five minutes yeah, yeah. Four, four minutes four minutes four minutes at an open mic typically oh four yeah. minutes and what was your what was your i did my first four minutes was about um uh how my cardiologist <laughs> decided i got long covid <laughs> <laughs> where we're, I was like, um, the premise was, um, I was talking about being in a, uh, having a new disease mm. is like, they got all the doctors in one room and we're like, this is a creative space. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. <laughs> um, because this was insane. I mean, like I'm 20, I mean, I, I, I've been sick for three years this is the best I've been mainly just because of time. Mm. Um, and um and uh cbd because <laughs> i have chronic pain um oh, so i know i know thank you uh, it's nice to be uh 30 going on 80 you don't you don't seem that old <laughs> i know i also don't look that old right uh so 
does this start like space queers? Like, you're, well, okay, you're... yeah. So we were like, wow, this is a different culture. And also, as a female comedian, as a gay female comedian, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there are politics in small towns. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately, ultimately, what I learned in New York is that if you want to do something, you have to create it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah. If you want to do something, you have to create it yourself, which I was just like, okay, so this is very much like if I want a space where um, I feel comfortable doing comedy and et cetera, et cetera, I got to create it. And if I want um, uh, to do the performing that I want to do, I have to start it. Yeah. Um, Because also, and this is like just more like broad on the creative um, side of things, like, and it goes back to that like gatekeeping mm-hmm. that I that I learned very early on in soccer is like you can't rely on um I like you can't rely on the comedy club to book you. Right. If you want to be a comedian, you have to find ways to do comedy and and if it doesn't end at Spokane Comedy Club. No. Like that's not the end all be all. Totally. It's, so it's a good place to s- start. Great, listen. Yeah. I think they are trying. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it didn't exist even before before twenty seventeen. It, didn't, 2017, yeah, it, it didn't, wasn't here. It didn't exist before twenty seventeen. I think that's right around when it opened. And I will say, like being able to go go there and actually see stand up in Spokane. Oh, is fantastic. amazing because it didn't really exist unless you went to a big show. Yes, at the Opera House or and they bring the in people. They bring in people like I mean, they bring in some not great people, but they also bring in people like Taylor Tomlinson and Josh Gondelman. Right. Yeah. And you know. People who this ought, like people the people of Spokane wouldn't get a chance to come see. Yeah, that's true. And and, and I wish they there are acts that they bring that I was like I wish you didn't bring them in, but it is what it is because obviously we have that we're real close we're, to Idaho we're, and we're very white in Spokane. Yep. I wanted to talk about space queers again. Like, oh, yeah. so you you've done a couple of shows. Yep. Like um, we've done four shows. Four shows. You did. Is the most recent one at Lucky You? Yes, all of them have been at Lucky You. All of them at Lucky You. Oh, yeah. And that That's is, okay. that is we, our, you're going to do it. There are other places to do it. There are like other places said. to do it. Uh, the last one I was seeing, it was sold out. Yes. And it seemed, and you had an amazing lineup of, of comedians that were there. Yeah. Uh, ha, like, all queer comedians, all, yeah. all who started at the open mic. That's, That's awesome. every Tuesday. Yeah. That's so cool. And speak on like how what this does for the community, like for oh our gosh. community as it's, like in general and then for the queer community as uh, well. It, it like, okay, well any thriving art scene has, has a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. So like right now what I'm trying to do is encourage all the comedians that I primarily interact with to start their own shows because while space queers is awesome, we need to have more, mm-hmm. like we just need more comedy shows in general. Yeah. Um, uh, but what's what it was, it was so much fun. It was so what we did, what Space Cruise did is that, um, well, I had went to Lucky You mm-hmm. for the first time and I was like, this place is beautiful. This mm-hmm. place feels like a New York venue. Yeah. There's a basement, there is a upstairs and I was in the basement and I was like, this would be a perfect place for a comedy show. Yeah. I was connected to um, Carly Fairbanks yep. and she sat down with me and was like, okay, I hear you want to put on a show downstairs, but what you really need to do is you need to, um, it can't be an open mic. Mm. She was like, you cannot have an open mic in her experience. They did not work. And I was like, okay. So my, her advice to me was to start an open mic somewhere else. 
mm. see how that goes and yeah. then come to her again yeah with a show that's awesome um she was super supportive is that my phone i think so, so. Oh, i'm so sorry yes, um so um she uh gave me that advice i started the open mic at nine mm-hmm. um due to the very kindness of kitty mm-hmm. taking a uh the owner of nine taking a gamble on us we've been doing it for a year that's awesome We're officially at a year and i hosted almost every tuesday for a year with a few um substitutes in between and now um we have moved to a model where uh i'll host like maybe once or twice a month but the comedians are so strong and have become so developed that they're ready to host that's awesome and so now we have like a, a new uh host every week oh wow which is really cool who have been some of the hosts um neva white jared lines wolf of course mm-hmm. uh, uh wyatt colombo uh this month kaylee allness and justice for all are gonna be hosting oh nice yeah so like ah. really really cool people um uh wilma uh wilma dargan is has also hosted it's my grandmother's name no way isn't it a great name <laughs> it is a great name it's a lovely name if it, but if it was such a great name i should have named my daughter that <sighs> can you imagine a little wilma like oh running around like Perfect. as a seven-year-old i i, I should have done that I'd... what's your daughter's name ivy oh okay well, that's great too <laughs> ivy and link oh nice okay uh, do you like zelda i love zelda okay there you go, yeah. there you go. Nice. um but uh I no. recently got into Super Mario Bros. 64. Oh, wow. Recently. Re- well, okay. No, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fallback. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a Switch. Got, oh. Uh, so so is your is this weekly show called Space Queers? I should... Um, the weekly show is an open mic. It's called Queer Comedy Mic. Okay. Um, so it is... It's where you go... Like, mics are really fun because you just work on new material. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then shows... Okay, so how we started at Lucky You is it's the mic was successful i brought the show i pitched the show again mm-hmm. they said yep we'll we'll take a go and it was the first one was moderately successful the second one was packed the third one there was a line out the door that's awesome the fourth one um they moved us upstairs that's great so, yeah yeah that's so cool it was really cool uh is there is there there's obviously future shows um Future shows. Future shows. Of, future shows. Oh of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, of space queers. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's gonna be future shows. I'm still figuring out um, where and what and how to. I I produce them, so I financially back all of the shows. Mm, yeah. Um. So I'm currently like, well, let's see when I can do that again. <laughs> um. Uh, it's I will yeah. uh, doing shows. I've did two this last year at Lucky as well, hip hop yeah. shows, and I will say like. I, it's tough. The Dude, producing cap and the creative cap are so different. They're so different, and, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a hip hop. I'm the, I'm not a hip hop artist, so I'm You're more a producing. But yeah. like, I'm also doing like helping my team do stage design and it's so cool. uh, other things. And it's yeah, but it is a you not it's a lot of work, a lot of money for yes for a little oh my like, goodness a little return. But the return is like creating something that's amazing which is awesome but then like the return is yeah. also like we're not making we're not making a lot of money on this we, I, um, w- like i mean like from a, if, anybody's, if anybody's interested in the business end of that the first the first two shows i was in the negatives the third show uh like i th- broke even yeah. the fourth show like even though you like sell it like you i made like 300 dollars yep. because like ultimately you have to pay and the, it was cool for me a big personal um, success was that I was able to pay all of the performers 
at the Space Crew Spectacular before I was able to give them um, video and yeah. and uh, oh right and like f- professional photographs from Hector Zone, who's amazing. Heck, yes, he's amazing. Um, and he, I mean, really like his his photography helped the show a ton. That's great. Helped us gain gain traction because he has such a good eye for capturing mm-hmm. um, moments. That's so cool. So yeah, huge uh, shout out to him. I should ask you. I, we haven't talked to you about about your style, but like, what is your? Oh what, yeah. What, how how do you describe your style as a stand up? Storytelling. Okay. I think I'm a storyteller. Um, I like uh silly jokes. I don't know. I'm inspired. Uh, Brennan sent me some of his favorite comedians before <laughs> this, and I looked them up. And I'm I'm I just finished this thing called The Artist's Way. Have you ever heard of it? Uh huh. Um, and I'm. I am a, like, I'm still a young comic. I've done comedy maybe like consistently for three years. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done a lot of other different comedy for much longer than that. But like stand-up wise, specifically stand-up joke writing wise, I'd say I'm still p- figuring out my style. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in trying to write one-liners. Yeah. Um, but mostly, but mostly I like to tell a story. I think, both have their merits, obviously. I mean, yeah. obviously, in when you're starting out, you're like trying different, yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. different things. I, it's, I mean, it is like really, it is like I'm not a stand up and I, I, I think I would like to be maybe do like try it. Um, but it is, it's just watching more and more and this learning and like a lot. You just, I, you just get, I imagine you just get inspiration from everywhere yes yeah 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 yeah. i mean um oh my gosh i was at a family reunion this weekend and um my cousin's getting married and um this side of the family uh you know well actually i'm not you know (laughs) one side of the family is super Irish catholic but they're you know like pretty with it so i was just i like told one cousin i was gay and then if that's a shock to anybody (laughs) we're talking about space queers and um surprise (laughs) um and like it was just kind of like what like we didn't have to I didn't really have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of just my Irish grandparents are are dead. Mm. They've passed. Um, but my uh, other side is they're alive. And I was sitting at a continental breakfast in a, a Moscow, Idaho um, a hotel with my grandmother. And oh. she <laughs> leans over to me. We're going to go see my cousin get married later in the day. Mm. Um she leans over to me and she goes, I was just thinking of that song. It goes, um, I will never marry. I will be no man's wife. I will be single for the rest of my life. That's our Cammy. I was just like, did you, did you just quote a Linda Ronstadt song to me? Featuring Dolly Parton. Are you, are you serious? Did she, 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 she knows you're, Gay. Oh yeah. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> that was probably information you know. She, I she found out that I was gay because she asked me if I had ever um if I was dating a guy like last year and I said no. And she goes, "Will you ever date a guy or have you ever dated a guy?" And I went, "No." And then I was just I was like, "I'm not going to say it. Are you going to say it?" I'm not and she asked me why. Oh my gosh. And I was like, "Because <laughs> I'm gay, grandma." Like that's how it went. And then she just took it in. She took it in like with a deep breath. And then said, I just want you to be happy. Mm. I know, which is lovely. Yeah. And then she said, uh, and we shouldn't tell grandpa. And I was like, I'm great. I wasn't planning on telling you. So <laughs> this is fantastic. We won't. <laughs> How does like, 
So your grandfather's still alive? My grandfather is also still alive. Oh. <laughs> One set is still alive. So wait a minute, but you do stand up, uh-huh. and they probably know about that. No, no listen, they, they are not connected. <laughs> they are not connected, to the, <laughs> and that's fine. My, it works really well that way. That's my grandmother. I recently had an article in the Spokesman Review about oh, what yeah. I do, and she she's like, "What you're doing is so." Awesome, Brennan. Like I, I, in, like I, I finally know what you do because like it's hard to me explain yeah. like to a grandmother about like yeah, what yeah. I do here. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I feel like everything you do is so you know you put it out there. I feel like feel I like do. they'd see it. They no. would see. No. How do, I was gonna ask like how does um how does your queerness like get into your comedy? Like this it, is a really interesting conversation in comedy right now. I was just in um, I was just at Burbank Comedy Festival oh. in L.A. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. There were a lot of panels um, and like industry discussions that I got to be a part of mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, like listen to. Yeah. And they kept talking about and this is a big conversation in Spokane as well is like um, clean comedy. Mm. clean comedy they're always looking for a clean comic clean comic clean comic and um and also and this is something spokane comics have told me these are things that i think you will continually hear um and have definitely been told to comics who i like who are successful which is like don't pigeonhole yourself like Mm. don't be the gay comedian you know like try for mass appeal (laughs) i was like when does mass appeal ever work it doesn't like not everyone is going to like what i have to say true i mean or yeah. my comedy. And also, also, most people like wouldn't consider me talking about like, okay, like me going on a date with a girl mm-hmm. might also not be quote unquote clean. Oh my gosh. You that know? That seems so odd. Right. Like, I don't know. I just seems it just seems so like what is this whole like cleanness? Yeah, does or it mean whatever? like you just, like not yeah, I, I don't even know how to what what I would consider that like I don't even I don't even know who a clean car comic would comic would, would be. be it makes it's a really it's a conversation I don't want to be a part of yeah and, I would, and it would be an insult if someone that, called me like, a clean comic like, I'd does be that like, mean okay, like whatever if you're if you're black you can't talk about being black because that's well like, no well I like, mean like, that's more white understood people? that's more understood like there's yeah. something dirty about being, being queer oh uh, well we gotta kill that I know stigma. I know yeah. <laughs> oh if only we could just yeah if only we'll, we, d- we'll kill it here and it will never happen anywhere else well I will say like my my kids are starting to to learn it like they're starting like to learn like how to I feel like our the next generation I hope that my kids who are part of like that next generation of like they they're starting to learn it like they are understanding pronouns oh they're, my gosh they, yeah no kids rock like and they they ask me if my if that person was uh a man or a woman or mm-hmm. if they were like they don't say non-binary yeah, or if yeah. they were they yeah like I love and that. so it but Is that it's person just a they that's yeah. what most people think i am <laughs> uh, my pronouns are she her I, but it's okay if you call me they. <laughs> but yeah, it is like in comedy, it's just like you also are making fun of yourself. You're making fun of your environment, like. And I feel like Spokane's probably a great ground for for a comic because you get to have so much material from like from people who you react with. Like, but I don't know if that goes into your comedy at all. Mm. Like, if is it more observational? Like, yeah. Well, you do need time. Right. <laughs> you do need some time. Um. I had a guy tell me that I had long COVID because I was gay. In oh, Spokane. gosh. I know. 
Yeah. You're like, well, <laughs> you, but also, also here's the thing. I was like, Cameron, this is your fault because you should not have talked to this man at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, a lot of the work I'm working on personally is, um, do I need to be the person to teach someone things that I don't have the energy to do? So hmm. there's been like this idea that I was like, well, if I could just like explain this to someone well enough, they'll understand. And like, no, no, people will, people will find ways to not understand. Yeah. They will find ways. And I just, is like, I don't want to talk to you about why you yeah. should be on board with this. I should ask like, what's next for, for Cameron? Um, you know, I, I think, well, health number yeah. one is always like, that's the number one thing. Um, I imagine I'll be in Spokane for another year, mm -hmm. um, uh, and produce more shows, maybe longer, you know, maybe longer. Yeah. I know at this point, like, um, my life was so rocked. I was like living a dream life in New York and mm -hmm. then, yeah. um, and then you, and then like you can have a, the global pandemic can make you so sick, Yeah, you know? So, um, just, I'm always actively always thinking about how I can make a uh, creative life, my full-time life. Mm -hmm. So what's next for me is more space crew shows. Um, after I take a little rest, uh, more comedy, um, a I'm, podcast, a podcast, maybe. Oh yeah. my gosh. I would love that. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, just work like, uh, this is an artist way term filling out the form, mm. just continually to work on, to work on all the things that you do every day. You said you went down to Burbank um, Comedy Fest. Yes. Uh, this couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, do you are you, you going to do more festivals? Yeah. Well, yeah. So you, in order to get into a festival, you have to submit mm -hmm. your material yeah. and then get accepted. So I submit all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, Burbank was the first one I was ever accepted into, which is really exciting. That's I it. made their best of fest. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool to get to see LA. I went and did a whole bunch of open mics in LA when I wasn't performing at the festival. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I have I have some things in the works that I'm um, working towards. Um, uh, I would like to write a, a show about getting sick mm. with COVID. Yeah. I have a ton of stand up. It is very dark about it and it is yeah. and it's uh uh it's something i haven't necessarily cracked on how to uh, I've, I've worked out some bits at the open mic um but i have an idea for like a full-length show that then i would like to like film film put up in spokane maybe take other places that's awesome you should do it i mean i it's i mean i i think it's necessary for you to do and i i, I don't i, I it might I, just be necessary for my own trauma <laughs> healing yeah well that's that's part of art right uh i will yeah. say like i don't i the i've watched you on your tiktoks i haven't seen oh, i actually haven't seen you live yet so i don't i can't really speak for like a like a full set from you but I, you you seem very talented and i'm i'm excited for your future i mean as for someone who was make you know doing it in new york and like like going to school and in Upright Citizen Brigade, like I only imagine like next is to make that next, to get out of Spokane, to to work on your craft, like, you know, outside of like in LA or in back in New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, you know, I'm like, I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling really glad to have um, landed in Spokane in the way that like, I do feel like people like yourself and um, other creatives are like really like taking Spokane by storm. So yeah. in that way, like, it it was a huge 
perk yeah. for me to be able to come here and and really start a show because while I was in New York, I was always the person who kind of was like joined on to people who were starting things yeah. or watched people start things. And then in Spokane, I have been the person to start things mm-hmm. um, and produce things. And it has uh, been hugely beneficial for yeah. me as the next as the next step for me. So really, honestly, being here has been kind of the next step. And then I don't, I guess I just have to get a whole bunch of confidence to move on to the next one. Well, I love to hear that. I mean, I think the cool thing about Spokane, and I was telling this to uh, a friend the other day who who moved away to this, left Spokane, and um, is that I, I think there's the ability to be a part of Spokane and but then leave it and also like just take it with you like and not it also it's always here yeah it's always I, here it's <laughs> never gonna change michael it's getting yeah. a little bit it's getting better and things are happening here right. but like you're gonna see your seventh grade teacher in your yeah. audiences um i also sing at funerals <laughs> i used to do that as a job oh really yep um, you still do that i will occasionally do oh that. wow um my fourth grade teacher recently told me that she wants me to sing at her funeral this is a very small town <laughs> Catholic thing. Yeah. You, you're like, oh, really? It's so great to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> like, are you dying anytime soon? Gosh. I hope not. That's a, that is very rant. Like, I mean, I guess. I guess she did ask me at a funeral. Ask, oh, at, oh, after you'd sing? After Well, okay. That sounds. <laughs> it's Catholic music. <laughs> it's, listen, all you have to do is sing one Ave Maria and one Danny Boy. And one Irish blessing at a at an at a mass in Spokane, and people are like, "Oh my god!" I've n- they're like, "Wow." Maybe that's your career. Maybe that's my career. <laughs> Ultimately, I will always have that to fall back on. There is there prof- there's got to be professional Irish traditional Irish singers, right? That, there are. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I could call myself one of those, but I certainly <laughs> I can certainly sing a bar song. Can you play any instruments? I cannot. Okay, I was gonna say I like know, maybe like maybe part of your your act is including an instrument. I feel like that's always like a lot of famous comedians' way of like trying something different on stage. They're like, we can play. Oh, um, you should watch Tig Notaro's new special when it's filmed in November. Dare I say Easter egg? I went and saw it. Tig Notaro is my favorite comic. Yeah. Do you know who Tig Notaro uh, yes, is? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Tig Notaro is my favorite comic, and I went on a like um, pilgrimage to see her in Eugene, Oregon. Oh wow! Like in July, and um, dare I say, there is a musical instrument. Oh, that she explores. That's ex- as a way to do comedy, just like you said. Yeah, uh, I you so you went down to L.A. recently. So also, you, yeah. So and you went to Burbank, and you went to a bunch of shows like what did you go what else did what did you go see when you I were out there saw, um i went and saw jenny yang's show um mm. self-help me and i got to be an audience volunteer oh which wow is cool. i know is I, awesome. I blew on a rock for jenny yang <laughs> um and um the person who did it with me is friends with margaret cho and margaret cho was on the show and like came over and gave her a hug and it was her birthday and oh, i was wow. like i'm just here to blow on a rock for jenny yang. i went and saw margaret Mar- margaret cho last time i was in oh, la she, great. she was she was working on some stuff um and but it was it was I really good to be like her she just like at the second half of the show she just brought her dog out oh on really stage. yeah i was like hi <laughs> that's a nice life uh she, when I saw her, she like actually like brought up uh, Coeur d'Alene and how we had had like these people like do yes. some like she brought up a a bit about like that. I forget the entire bit, but I was like, oh, I'm from there, and the, but it was basically like her making fun of yeah, you know, Spokane or this not Spokane but Coeur d'Alene yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, 
I mean, but I love going to see shows. Did you did you try to do any other like yeah, open I mics? Yeah, I went to the. Um, I did. I um went to um uh, just I reached out to a bunch of people and went to some like very indie mics. Mm. Um, made friends. A very nice LA person drove me to another <laughs> to another mic, and I made friends with people at the festival. That's awesome. Uh, I went to the comedy store, which was really fun. Comedy store is a like. So cool! Is the coolest one of the coolest places. Oh I've my ever gosh! Been. And also, like I hear about these things all the time, and it's really nice to go see what they actually are. Yeah, I like LA's. LA is an interesting town. Yes, interesting town. I like New York better. Do you? I think okay. I might be a New York girly. Yeah, I, I I've. I'm going to LA this weekend. Oh, and, fun. Um, and Are you going to go to the store? I'm not. We're taking our kids. Oh, okay. So, oh, so you're going to Disneyland? No, we're, we're going to go see the Jonas Brothers. Oh, nice. <laughs> we're going to see the Jonas Brothers, oh, and then gosh. we're going to go to Universal Studios. Oh, fantastic. And do uh, Super Mario, Super Nintendo World yes. and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I if I was going I there with friend, just my wife. I just met someone who works the Universal Tours. Um, like acting? Like work is it like a tour guide there oh wow a comic who um was at the burbank comedy festival oh <laughs> yeah i just met someone there that, okay. that, that's like the two jobs in la if you're know, a comic there's like you can um they, they were so cool they uh drove me around they're like i gotta show you la and <laughs> drove me all around like the scientology campus and we were like oh this is, this is <laughs> terrifying and then we went to a, a gay bar there which was very fun that's awesome yeah uh well thank you so much Thanks Karen, for, for coming me. on the podcast i always got to end the the podcast with one last question okay um and that is why spokane it was my only choice <laughs> <laughs> i love it this is my only option <laughs> that's great no i i uh i think what you're doing in spokane is very important uh we need more representation especially in comedy in spokane thank you and and i would encourage anyone to go and Check out Cameron when you can Thanks. and check out the I mean the Tuesday night thing sounds like a great way yes. to see some Oh my gosh, yes. Come say hi, come meet me. Yeah. Or if you want that, or just come do some comedy. Uh, and how many people perform like on, on those nights? Like ten to twelve. Nice. Yeah. Uh and so and there's like dr drag comedians. And there's also like yeah, and then there's also um part of Space Queers is we I I also was like, well, we need we need to support drag in Spokane too. Yeah. Because that's awesome mm -hmm. and um and so space queers has like stand-up comedy and drag performances which is really cool oh nice yeah. at the open mic there isn't any uh, it's not like an open mic for drag but i think there probably will be one at some point oh, okay i didn't know if there was like drag queens that were doing stand-up though um you know i i mean yes in a way like like i don't know I think they'd probably just be doing queer comedy. Oh right, you know that's right. a, that's all that's all just that's just getting into the minutia. That is very <laughs> of the words. Uh, you know what? If you're a drag queen, come to queer comedy mic, and we'll make it. It'll just be the same. Oh, totally. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling me your story. I feel like this is the definitive. Uh, it's not all definitive. I feel like there's more. There's a lot more you could tell of your story, and I. I'm excited to. Well, thanks for listening to any of it. Yeah, no, you're. <laughs> Sorry you're, if it's super boring to you. <laughs> you're amazing, and uh, go follow you on Instagram, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Yep, uh, at Cameron Sullivan, spelled C A M R Y N N E S U L I V A N, and then um, at Official Space Queers is another great thing to follow, and at Queer Comedy Mike um, M I C. Perfect, and you can find all that stuff in the description of the podcast too. Um, so. Again, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thanks oh. for listening. And this is not recording us anymore because oh, no it, the, the card ran out. Fantastic. But we're fine. Okay. Um, peace. Peace. Peace.